0: Coming up on Unpolished MBA.
1: Right, so a lot of times I find sales just like anything else, it's a death by a thousand paper cuts. It's very rarely one big thing that changes everything. It's usually microscopic little cuts that we're doing to ourselves that actually decrease our overall win rate. So we understand that and we understand that the devil's in the details. Let's find those details, let's fix the details permanently. So that way our closing ratio goes up drastically.
0: This show is sponsored by TPM Focus, the strategy and execution consulting firm focused on generating revenue and finding product market fit for new innovations. Head over to TPMFocus.com to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the most recent episode of Unpolished MBA. And today I have with me Mr. Marcus Chan. Hi, Marcus.
1: Hey, how are you doing? Thanks so much for having me on.
0: I'm so glad to have you today. I'm going to start by asking you the same two questions that I ask everyone. And the first one is, are you an entrepreneur or a corporate employee?
1: Awesome. So I was a corporate employee for about 14 years, but I've been an entrepreneur, a full-time entrepreneur for about two and a half years now.
0: Oh, fantastic. MBA or no MBA?
1: So I did get my MBA as well when I was in corporate America, actually.
0: Did they pay for it?
1: No, they did not.
0: Did they? Yeah. <laughs> it,
1: it was funded out of the Chan Retirement Foundation. So.
0: <laughs> nice. They don't pay for them too much anymore these days. No. Um, but it's interesting to know because you've had a long corporate career and now you're what made you become an entrepreneur?
1: So it was never really a dream of mine or something I wanted to do. In fact, even when I got my MBA, it wasn't like I'm going to get my MBA and then start my own business. It just was not really how I expected life to be. It was just one of those things where I grew up, my parents were entrepreneurs, really poor. They started a restaurant. They had a rental property, they did all these things. Eventually, we were able to build a good life for themselves. But I saw how hard they worked. So I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, I don't want that. I'm going to go to corporate America, good, steady job, good income, good benefits, more stability, etc. So when I graduated, I went into corporate America as a B2B sales professional. I actually really struggled. And then eventually over time, I figured out, I started having success, got promoted a bunch of times. And I was like, I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to be a corporate employee. I love it. Like at this point, I did for years, at wow. least for about six, seven years. Uh, it's about seven, seven or so years. And at that point, is when probably the little seed of an idea to be like an entrepreneur kind of started popping in my head. Because at this point, I had been promoted a number of different times, like 10 times at this point. And I was running a sales organization about 85 plus employees. And we did a lot of revenue. I had a lot of influence and power. And It was, it was really, really cool. And I was one of the youngest directors in the company. And this is for a Fortune 500 company. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like this is a great life. Mm-hmm. And people kept asking me, say, hey, Marcus, you should write a book about this. I'm like, I a book for. I'm like, well, maybe I could write an ebook, something easy. So I started researching online,
0: mm-hmm.
1: learned how to write an ebook. This is before everyone had an ebook. This is like 2015. So I wrote an ebook and I learned how to sell it online, which is all new to me. And I remember like just kind of like launching it, if you will, like launching it. And, uh, and I made like $9.99. That's
0: exciting. Yeah.
1: I still have the email from PayPal. I was so excited. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like, cause at this point, I was so used to, you know, in my parents' restaurant, people physically exchanging me money for food or in BDB sales, people exchanging credit cards, POs, et cetera, like face to face in a sales call. So having a stranger give me nine to ten dollars online was like, that's really interesting. So at this point, I started actually studying internet marketing, online businesses, et cetera. I still wasn't like I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah it would be kind of cool to build extra side income. And what made a lot of sense when you create your first digital product, the natural progression was like, can I build something bigger and charge more? And that was a digital course. Now everyone, their mother has a digital course, but back then it wasn't as popular. Mm -hmm. So I bought a program, learned how to start doing that. And actually took me a couple of years because at this time, I was still traveling nonstop for my corporate job. I was easily in a hotel room, a hundred plus nights a year, 80 plus hours a week in uh, planes, hotels, et cetera. I was traveling all the time. In my free time, I decided to start building this course out. So I started building this course out. And the first thing that kind of instinctually came to me was, well, what are people asking questions about? B2B sales. So I'm like, let me build something that could have helped me when I started. So it took me two years. I built this out, you know, record my free time, record hotel rooms, did all the work. And after about two years, this is uh, January 2019. And I kind of thought to myself, I had this like kind of aha, or not aha, more like a fear. I was like, what if I just wasted two years building this and no one, nobody buys it?
0: Right, which happens
1: a lot. Right, like one well, just it two years. So I, I just like screw it. Let's just do it. So I just did a mini launch, woke up, and made two thousand dollars overnight, and that was like because the whole time I'm still selling this ebook, right?
0: Well, were you promoting yourself or anything in, in no. that time
1: period? I, so, so the company I was at was very conservative. They really didn't like. You know, branding on LinkedIn, branding online. So I had a whole different profile on Instagram. I just like was posting motivational quotes and different things like that. But a very small email list, maybe 300 people, you know, just took me, like years to get to that point. And so when I launched it, I was surprised at made any sales. I'm like, oh, wow, holy crap. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was like a, an aha. And at this point, you know, I've been corporate in America for, you know, over a decade and I'm like, what's next? You know, I had a great, great reputation great everything. I'm like, I can keep climbing the corporate ladder. But there was something about being able to make an impact beyond just my corporation. So yeah, because I had a big, big sales organization. Yes, I had a lot of people that would indirectly reach out to me because I was in the company and they were like, you know, at the same company with me. And they're like, wow, you're doing a great job. I'll learn from you. I'm like, I know I can help people outside of here still i hadn't really i, I was like i can't I, I mean i was making amazing income with my, my corporate job i'm of like I can't just leave that for even just a one-time five two thousand dollars i'm That's like
0: something that may not even work it may not
1: even work out right as the next couple of kind of you know months are progressing i started selling more and more of these courses which is really cool but I also started getting feedback like people were getting results like strangers yeah they're like thanking me i'm like this this actually works like and this is like a validation for me that my second product i created actually was able to deliver a transformation that I, was, I promised it would do like right. I knew I could do it if I was face-to-face with them. Could I do it virtually, digitally, and with something like could scale? Mm-hmm. Now, I was validating them. That was really cool. So as a result of people, start asking my coaching and you know, other things. I'm like, this is kind of neat. Sometimes it's the side income, which is really, really neat. And I'm like, all right, this is an opportunity for me to make a decision here. I can keep doing what I'm doing here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or I can go all in on this. And you get to the point where it's not about the money anymore, but it's really about what am I here for? What's the impact? What, what can I really do and right. change? And for me, I'm like, I know if I just work directly with these other sales professionals around the world, I can literally change their life. It changed my life. Let me do whatever I want. So I'm like, let me just kind of time this out. So I didn't want to just like, you know, like turn in my two weeks and roll out because I had a bunch of stock I was going to invest. I had won another presence club trip, which is a top elite award. So it's, it's, a, it's an amazing trip. It's a five-star resort. I won my free trip. Mm-hmm. That was the summertime. <laughs> I also want to be... Strategic with timing out earnings calls so the stock would go up, so I can cash out. So I timed out for like roughly a September timeframe after the uh, the next earnings call. I'll roll after that. So I literally just kept doing my day job, was building a side business, doing all these things, literally with a lone Instagram account and you know building my email list slowly that way. And uh, I officially quit my job September so 19th to the nineteen 2019, My my first official day as entrepreneur. And I went all in. That was it. I was all in from there.
0: And that was just before the pandemic,
1: though. Right before the pandemic, which obviously is great timing, as you can tell. So, yeah. um, but it was really exciting though. So I remember like, you know, so once I, when I launched it too, I'm like, this is like really hard, <laughs> but you know, it's really hard. But yeah, um, yeah. fast forward, you know, two and a half years later, you know, I'm grateful for all the lessons, the bruises, the pains, the scrapes, all on the journey, which has been absolutely incredible. So that's how I got into it. And that's how I've stayed an entrepreneur.
0: Well, I just got to tell you that you do have an advantage from having a sales background. It does help. help. (laughs) And having two entrepreneurial parents. That's one trend that we've seen on this podcast, but it still doesn't guarantee success. There's definitely something special about you because as I mentioned, I heard about you before you mentioned anything (laughs) about yourself.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) So That's
0: fantastic. So I want to know, I know what you do, but I want you to tell the audience what it is that you do as an entrepreneur now.
1: Awesome. So, one of the first things really important to understand is once I started my business full-time, I was 100% crystal clear exactly who I wanted to serve, right? So, I work directly with B2B sales professionals who are direct B2B selling in like user corporate environments. I helped them earn an additional $50,000 to $100,000 more in commissions and bonuses through mastering and refining the entire sales process. So,
0: these are account executives.
1: Usually account executives, it kind of depends. I mean, so we have a lot of people in software sales in our programs. I mean, at this point now, we've brought in over 350 people into our programs. So it's all across the board. But some of them are what's called full cycle, meaning they have to do all the top of funnel work, cold call, outbound, cold email, outbound, social selling, book the meetings, run it, close it, grow the account to SDRs or sales development reps who only do top of funnel marketing or top of funnel uh, you know, appointment booking to some who are only closed. Once we only close deals, they run big accounts and they close those deals. So we do basically everything start to finish is what we do for the sales process.
0: So in your corporate career, were you a full cycle salesperson as well? I
1: was full cycle only. Yeah.
0: Wow. So that's why you know all parts of it so well. Correct. I know we need more people that are good at full cycle and, and we, we need to get there at ASAP, but some people are just only good at being an SDR or only good at closing.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And I think I was blessed by my corporate career in the sense of, you know, even the first role I had, mm-hmm. it was a startup division of a major Fortune 500 company. So there's no training. There's no marketing. Historically, the part of the business that was huge and massive that they're known for, they'd screw through referral marketing. So this BDB side had no marketing, no nothing. It was literally like we would knock on doors on foot and cold call. Cold email. I mean, we were, it was all like boots on the ground. Like, there was no marketing. There was no leads. Like, literally, our phones didn't ring. We didn't get emails of leads. It was like, good luck. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a typical startup environment though, right?
1: Right, right. right. So we had we had to do everything, right? To generate the lead. So I-, I was my own SDR. I was my own closer. I was also the guy who had managed the accounts too. So I let do it all. So I was able to have a full understanding and grasp of what it takes to take someone completely cold to ha- have them handing you cash in a short period of time. But on top of that, make sure they're happy and stay with you.
0: We're going to take a quick time out and pick back up in just a moment. If you need marketing campaigns and landing pages done quickly so that you can test the market with your ideas and see who's interested and then stay in touch with those people, you need a tool that can automate all of that. You're an innovator and you're certainly busy. Perhaps you don't have a CMO or chief marketing officer right now, or you have no plans to hire one anytime soon. And you may be doing this type of work yourself or have a new career professional or even intern helping you. You need Entreport. You can build a landing page or website in minutes. You can accept payments. You can automate marketing campaigns and the list goes on and on. I have personally been using Entreport to build, automate, and grow my business for going on seven years now. I don't recommend any tool that I haven't used and that I don't believe can help the Unpolished MBA audience. Simply put, you can move and test your innovative ideas in the market faster with this tool. Don't get bogged down with too many complex tools. This is all you'll need. Go to tpmfocus.com forward slash entreport and that's spelled O-N-T-R-A-P-O-R-T. And that's O-N-T-R-A-P-O-R-T, tpmfocus.com forward slash entreport. Go there to start your free trial and get started. So everything from being an SDR, getting people interested, all the top of the funnel stuff to customer success.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because Woo! we got paid off the back end. So like, I, mean, I need to keep these accounts.
0: Right. So that's that's really interesting. First of all, anyone who can do that in startups is incredible. Because you're given nothing. Most of the time the founder is a tech person and they don't know, you know, put up a few posts, call some people, figure this out. So right. the fact that you were able to do that and help build that organization successfully is incredible. Okay. But number two is since they did not provide any training, which is normal for a startup, because they don't know what training, whatever, mm-hmm. what where did you learn?
1: Yeah, great question.
0: Receive the knowledge you needed to succeed.
1: Sure. So first off, they did give me training in the form of a manual that was about three inches thick written (laughs) by people who had never done the job before. That was amazing. I'm like, great. Look at these scripts from 1981. Right. So the first thing I did, you know, I'm a college grad. I don't know crap about cold calling or anything.
0: That's what I was just about to ask you. How old were you?
1: So I was 22 years old, okay? And I remember I went to my boss. This is like day one. Day one, he me the manual. I'm like, this is garbage. I could tell. Like, this is like, I, don't, I can't really see this working. You know, like, I, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'm like, boss, what should I do right now? What should I do today? He's like, I want you to go knock on doors. I'm like, okay. Like, what does that mean? Like, what's my objective? Like, how many do I go on? He's like, I want you to walk into 30 doors and try to close some deals. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, just go out the door. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So he, he, gives, he literally, no joke, he gives me a stack of his business card because I don't have even business cards at this, at this time. This is when business cards are still pretty popular, if you will. He gives me a stack of his business cards. And no joke, Monique, I literally just walked out the door, started walking down the street. And I'm like, okay, so there's basic math here. I'm sure checking So He said 30. Let me just double it then. Let me just double. It. I don't want to see if I can get two sales before the end of the day. And this is a B2B sales process. So I go and start walking down and I walk in over 60 businesses on foot that first day. I do not close any deals. Mm -hmm. I do not book any appointments. I do not generate any interest whatsoever. And I'm like, did you get
0: thrown out of anywhere? Not really. Thrown people just like you know.
1: This is also in the last recession, so like the economy is not getting really good. Like, oh, we're about to shut down. We're like, we're going out of business. We're like, I'm like, all right, whatever. So I'm like, it is what it is. Like on to the next one. So the next day, I'm like, I'm gonna go again. I do the same thing again. New businesses. So over 60 again. Again, same result. Nothing. No book meetings, no closed deals, no interest. At this point, I walked in over 120 businesses. I'm like, this is insane. How do I have less than a one percent conversion rate? Simple math. Not even one person to have some sort of interest. This can't be right. I go to my boss and say, Hey, man, like, what should I do? He's like, Call them, dummy. I'm like, Oh, okay, sure, all right. So I grab the cards and I just start calling every single one because I didn't realize I was, you know, I was talking to gatekeepers, right? Like, I start calling every single one. Um, I go through. I call all of them out the third day now. No meetings. I'm like, let me try again the next day. Cause Austin loved it and answer voicemail, et cetera. Call again the next day. Same response. So at this point now, and I think I started on Tuesday, right? So I'm like, it's like Friday. And I am just destroyed mentally. I have literally a sub 1%. Like, obviously, there's something wrong with me. <laughs>
0: right. There's something wrong
1: with me. Like there's there's something wrong. Like, I clearly am not made to be in sales. Mm-hmm. My parents are right. I should have become an accountant, an engineer, a doctor, or a lawyer—something way more prestigious than a guy trying to sell rental box trucks, you know, for leasing by foot. So I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. And I remember, like, you know, I remember that Friday night I was talking to my girlfriend now wife, and I was complaining of a storm. I'm like, it's because you know I have a bad territory, bad boss. I'm not getting trained. I have a stupid manual with my people. I'm not getting any help. The economy is bad. It's a recession. It's everything sucks. You know, I was just blaming the world. Yeah. And she's like, so what are you gonna do about that? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, well, you've always been relatively studious. Maybe get some sales books. I'm like, I'll get some sense. So that's when I started. I went to the library. I went to the library. I got like 10 sales books, Zig Ziglar, Mandino, Brian, right. etc. Right. And I started reading any sales book I could read. Right. Yep. Now, challenge is a lot The written in the 80s and 70s. Yes. True. So I'm taking these techniques from Steve Schiff and cold call techniques that really work. And I'm like, let me just try all these things. And I try all these things like literally for like weeks. Okay. Fast forward. This is like six, seven weeks in of literally no joke. Every single day, it's pure. I have the highest activity at everyone. I make the most calls. I do the most cold calls by foot. I send the most cold emails. I do, I outwork everyone for the next like six weeks. Still do not close a single like, deal. I had a couple, a couple means here and there, but nothing really progressed while everyone else is like closing some deals. So the only thing I could really judge is myself. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, right? So I'm like, God, like I just I am not made out for this. And one of the things around this time frame, one of the books I come across, it just happened to be close to the sales area mm-hmm. uh, at the library, was a Tony Robbins book called Awaken the Giant Within. All right. Awaken the Giant Within. When I was reading the book, one of the things that I really uncovered, one of the things he said was, if you don't like the answer, Ask a better question. If you don't like the answer, ask a better question. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I realized anytime I was getting hit with setbacks and issues and problems or rejection, I was actually asking myself a lot of negative questions. Like, why is it so hard? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with this person? Why are they why are they a jerk? Why are they hang up on me? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? why my boss bad? These are very disempowering questions.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: And I remember. You know, at this point, it, it's I start thinking like I'm like, okay, if I, if I don't have the answer, what could I do better? Mm-hmm. What else could I do? Who would know? Who's having success? And we started asking questions like this. I'm like, hmm, okay, who's having success? Well, this girl in Seattle. Let me call her up and just see what she's doing. So I started picking up little things here and then, and I start realizing, really, the truth is, if I want to be really good at anything, it's about behavior modeling. That's right. That wasn't like concept, It seems so obvious but at the time. I just didn't realize there wasn't LinkedIn. There weren't sales influencers. There weren't people to follow. YouTube wasn't really a thing back then for like sales. Like there was no real resources. Mm-hmm. So I started just kind of figuring out here and there, start trial and error, and I started like basically grasping fundamentals around what I observed and testing and tweaking. And the thing is, is what I've really learned through time is helping my business as well. I became a master A B tester. I would test everything. How I'd said things, the wording, the tonality, whatever, like bad result, good result, bad result, good result. What's the win? What's the loss? What's the win? What's the learn? And I'll test over and over until I started creating things that would work. Now, this this really helped me because I'm at this point, one of the ahas I had was, I remember at this point, I remember it was like Friday night, about six, seven weeks in, my boss pulled me in 4 p.m. on a Friday night, which you can know is a, never a good conversation. Yeah,
0: that was scary, right?
1: Yeah. He basically said, hey. You suck at your job, he said so nice. You suck at your job, but you got to figure this out otherwise I'm putting you on a performance plan and you're out. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm about to get fired in the recession. I can't get a job right now."
0: Was that a commission only job by the way?
1: No, no. So the base salary was 29,500.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, this is pretty stressful, right? And I remember like, you know, the the next week early on, I remember this, this is really key for me. This is like a big mental shift for me. I remember like, it was probably Monday or Tuesday. I went to go see the doctor. This is normal checkup. And I remember like, by the end of it, you know, she's basically like, hey, so, um, your blood pressure is really high. <laughs> okay. yeah. You got like, like pre-hypertension. You gained a little weight since I last talked to you, et cetera. You were like, I was like fatter. You gained a little weight. It's going to be aware of that. Like, here's what I recommend. And I'm like, basically, you know, more cardiovascular, eat better, watch what I eat, you know, et cetera. I'm like, oh, I'm like, great. Sounds great. And I'm like that. And I'm like, what a great plan. I'm so happy she told me these things. And then I'm like, wait a minute. How did she sell me on this? Right. How did she sell me on completely changing my habits? Because I'm literally trying to sell people to change their habits and buy from me. So what did she do specifically? And when I really thought about that, I realized she didn't like have some crazy pitch or spiel or whatever. She just asked a lot of really great questions. She took a step back, got my measurements, asked me a lot of great questions, covered what my current state is, my desired state. And then she showed me a solution to get to my desired state. (laughs) That's all she did. And I'm like, that's what she's doing in sales. And I started modeling my sales process towards something like that. And that, was, that really started to improve my results as well. I mean, literally by month three, I went from being one of the worst reps to the number one rep month three. Wow. And I stayed number one for three more months until they gave me a fake promotion to go run a team.
0: You said fake promotion.
1: Yeah, they were like, hey, so you've been doing a great job. We're going to take you over here, put you in this other operation. That's They're the worst now. We want you to teach them what you did. You're responsible for everyone's growth and results. We're not going to pay you any more. We're not going to give you a title boost. But if you do a good job, you might get a promotion.
0: Typical corporate
1: America. I'm like, great, let me do it. And I, I, and I did it. So that was a lot of fun. But that's how I started learning. And A-B testing, a lot of A-B testing, figuring out, you know, I wish I could say oh, this or that. But I also have good mentors too, right? I would ask them questions. And sometimes they weren't necessarily sales mentors, but they helped me reframe how to think. And a lot of times we just don't know how to think critically and that actually hinders us most of the time.
0: That's so true. So using these techniques and really a lot of common sense to move things forward, how do you help
1: other people sell more? Great question. So it's really, really quite simple. A lot of times, most sales professionals, generally speaking, they just don't know they don't know, and they lack clarity on what's not working well. So for example, even like running discovery calls where you're asking questions, most salespeople, they've been in sales for a while, at least for even a couple of years. Like, oh yeah, you know, you ask a good question, you can close more deals. Yeah, obvious. That's very, it's very common, but most people don't know how, how to actually effectively do it.
0: Right. What questions, right? Yeah.
1: What questions? Mm-hmm. How do you ask the questions?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not about, and the mistake a lot of them make is that they say, well, I want to have like a list of questions. I'm going to go boom, 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 boom. And it's going to be great. I ask these questions and then they give me money at the end. That's just not how it works. What a lot of them don't realize is a sales process is merely a skeleton. It's a framework, mm-hmm. just like a script is. But how you dive in deep is really key. It's being able to take the surface level question that might open the situation and go even deeper. So, for example, one of my favorite questions is to ask is the surface level question: hey, what happens if you go a year and you, nothing changes? You still run the same issues. Now, that person will say, oh, that will be terrible. It's be bad for my business. And the average rep says, got it. And they stop and they move on, but it's really understand how do you go even deeper. So wow, that sounds absolutely terrible that you know you'd be losing you know two hundred grand a year in revenue for your business. How would that impact you to lose two hundred grand a year? What type of impact would that have? Tell me more about that. And you start chunking down. And the truth is, discovery is not made on the surface level questions. Discovery is made in the root. So I teach them how to tie those pieces down. And then it's actually across the whole sales process. So it's taking a lot of the whole sales process and improving everything down. So for example, if they have a 20% open rate, get them into a 25%, 34% open rate for the emails. If they talk to 10 decision makers on the phone and they only book two, so they have a 20% conversion to booking, it's getting them to a 90% plus.
0: I see. So when you're talking about getting more emails open, do you help with copy, email subject lines? 100%.
1: 100%. So sometimes, like, it's all the way through. So it's not just, like, the mistakes some reps make, like, oh, I want just, like, the magic email. I want the, the magic script, the magic framework.
0: Is, yeah. They help
1: a little bit as a frame. But you need more context around it. So, like, for example, like, yesterday, with my client calls from my whole audience, I, I pulled up the email that had me review, and I completely rewrote it. But I explained what I was doing and why. So they can understand, hey, this is the difference when you say hi versus hey. This isn't when you take this copy here and you change it to like this, right? So we took an email that when we run it through a thing like called HemingwayApp.com, it takes a 10th grader to understand it, rewrote it to a 4th grader to understand it. Uh, if it's on, right on the iPhone or phone, from a two-email scroll or two-thumb you know two thumb scroll to no scroll. That's right. So like it's these little things. We took it from a double CT call to action to a single CTA. That's even simpler. And breaking down not just what we're doing and how are we? But also, why are we doing it? So this way, they can replicate that success, not just with me, but they can actually think on their own critically. So when they look at the email, like, how can I adjust this to increase this conversion? You know, how can I adjust this to get a better response rate? How can I adjust this to get a better booking ratio? Right. So a lot of times, I find sales, just like anything else, it's a death by a thousand paper cuts. It's very rarely one big thing that changes everything it's usually microscopic little cuts that we're doing to ourselves that actually decrease our overall win rate. So we understand that and we understand that the devil's in the details. Let's find those details. Let's fix the details permanently. So that way our closing ratio goes up drastically.
0: Right. Now, when people are in the the mode of feeling defeated from not closing like they want to, and then they come to you, how do you pick them up?
1: Yeah, great question. So motivation is fleeting. And one of the things that, if I'm on a call with someone that, or you know, my team is on a call with someone that wants to join our programs, like how do you, Marcus, motivate and jazz me up? Well, if you're looking for that, you're looking for the wrong solution. Having a little bit of motivation is like saying I'm gonna drink more coffee to have more energy. The true root issue is you're not getting enough sleep.
0: I love that metaphor. You're right.
1: So it's really understanding what are we solving here. So we have people that come from, hey, I'm struggling to, I'm freaking crushing I want to help. So there's like there's a wide spectrum. But we have some people that they come in Let's say they're absolutely struggling, so they're mentally feeling defeated, right? The truth is this, is when they understand how do we build the right habits and routines to build success, how to how to think properly, but also how to start gaining progress. Because ultimately, progress is the ultimate motivation.
0: That's true. That's right. And same results.
1: 100%. So I'll give you a real example. So um, Liam just showed my program about 10 business days ago and when he joined new in the role six weeks in very stressed hadn't closed a single deal it's a, it's a very transactional sales process for hit what he sells he's very stressed out
0: mm-hmm.
1: he feels like it's all over the place yeah right? yeah so he comes in and one of the, of the assets we provide for them is also a, a course in this one part where it's like it's like it's very lean to mean is that what they watch they get results they, they just take action so he starts going through that before even the call i had with him as an onboarding call so I said, I call them a Tuesday. So that was like, what, seven business days ago or something like eight business days ago or uh, eight business days into the program. And again, I like, called them, I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, dude, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm like, why are you so pumped? He's like, I already want these modules right here. And I already took action. Like I started taking action this week, 15 calls. I booked three meetings. I've already closed one. I'm like, amazing. So now he's like, he, he's so freaking excited because he has progress. Now, sometimes it's not always a closed deal, but sometimes it's like, hey, wow. Like they're actually responding to my emails now. Oh wow! I'm actually booking meetings now. Oh wow! I'm actually like making these tiny tweaks, but it's not just like they also know why. So now what happens is because they're they're getting a little bit better each day from how they think and what they do and their skill set and their growth and development, they become naturally more motivated as a result. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I, I really break down is it's like it's one of the things where it's got to keep going. That's right. Right. So it's having the right routine. So actually, one of the first things that we always re, reprogram in their brain is how to think and how to run routine. How you think in your routine needs to be massively aligned before we change the process. Because ultimately, like Jim Rohn said, you, if you work hard at your job, you make a living. When you work hard on yourself, you make a fortune. So the truth is my program, even though I'm focused on helping BB sales rep, you know, really crush and make more money, it's actually really a personal development program mm-hmm. that disguises a sales program
0: that's what it sounds like yeah Yeah,
1: because when they come out the other end they're like oh my god i don't even recognize myself anymore like they're getting better jobs they're happier in their own lives they're making more money and they're working less like even the people on my team like my team we've scaled up now we have six people on our team and like two of them are former students of the program like they're so fired up put their jobs come work. Like, So yeah. because like they realize like oh man like this is this is beyond just sales coaching this is like life coaching if you will that's right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we need down, it really helps them across the board, right? So uh, that's why I love what I do because ultimately I know if they just do what I tell them to do, they're going to have amazing results. If they don't do it, they're not, not going to any results at all.
0: That's right. You know what? And it's funny that you said that because I was going to ask you that question. So please share with our audience as we wrap up here, please share with our audience the name of your academy that you're talking about right
1: now. Yeah. So my program, it's, it's Six Figure Sales Academy. And it's my inner circle program I'm talking about. So this is it's a high performance coaching program that we just transform everything from A to Z the whole sales process. So pretty cool. I mean, I feel really blessed. I mean, this program's running for about two and a half years now, and because of the success of it, this is how we've been, reach, you know, recognized in like you know Forbes, Yahoo Finance, Salesforce, LinkedIn, etc., Entrepreneur Magazine. Because well, we actually practice what we preach. <laughs> that's, right. That's what happens. right. You're doing
0: you the work yourself. Exactly right. With the program, is it year round? Is it month to month? It's a six-figure sales academy. Is it six figures to pay for
1: it? <laughs> yeah, I, should, I should charge more, right? So uh, it definitely is. I'll tell you what, it definitely is an investment. Definitely is an investment, right? So definitely uh, when compared to the competition and people that are in the sales coaching space, we are definitely at the high end of the premium brand. This is actually why I share so many case studies and testimonials to people who make the money back in the first month or two months or three months, because I know if they just do it and they have a comp plan, they'll make it back, right? They'll make it back. So it has multiple components to it. So we have parts that end within the first 12 weeks. And then we have parts that end, you know, within the year as well. There's multiple levels to that same program because it's designed to help give them results as fast as possible. They're also sustainable as well.
0: Right. Because you're teaching them to change behaviors. So once that becomes a habit, then yeah. But I'm sure they still check in with you.
1: That's exactly it. So usually what ends up happening is like, they'll send me like, you know, cause a lot of them are, I mean, they all like a lot more, you know, they follow me on Instagram, Facebook, right. like, you know, LinkedIn. They're on my email newsletter and they'll, they'll email. Hey, so want to give you a quick update. Like I'll give you examples. So Sam, he actually joined back in January, 2020. So he's in Malaysia. He, his first year, he went from earning 40 K a year to $121,000 a year. Right. So really, really cool. Yeah. His second year is of 2021. So he's been over two years now. In 2021, he finished 2020 at 121 k He finished 2021 at $273,000 a year. Wow. So from 40 k to $273,000 a year. And living in Malaysia, his life has absolutely changed. He's not an active member anymore, but he'll update me about, like because he sees my stories. He's in Malaysia, like hey, just want quick, quick update. Like even like last year, hey, just yeah. so you know, it's uh, six months in. I'm already at 180k. I'm like, that's a great job, man. That's you know,
0: awesome. So it's pretty
1: cool. It's cool to see what their lives become. To me, it's like the money is, is a simple, easy, tangible number to tie it to. Right. But what they do with it is really more important to me. So for example, even with someone like say Tanya, she's in our program. She actually, when I spoke with her probably about a year ago, she actually went with a different sales coach. She said, Marcus, I don't know how I vibe with you. I'm like, uh, yeah, I apologize. Totally cool. She went with somebody else, cheaper, you know, it's not be a better fit for them. No problem. She went with them. Totally cool. A few months later, she was like, Hey, it just wasn't what I was looking for. I think I made a mistake. Would you take me into the program? I'm like, sure. We'll get you in the program. Within a few months, she's number one in our company, right? Keeping that momentum. She's now been in the program for about six months. She sent me a message last month because of her success, you know, in the company and the money she's making. She just bought a new house, better neighborhood for her two young kids, better neighborhood, better schools, better. So now she's changing generations for the future. So, you know, I make a joke to my team. I'm like, we're not in the sales coaching business. We're in the life changing business. So if we show up and we deliver, their lives will change. Money that they earn is merely a vehicle to get to their dreams.
0: Wow. That's great. And yes, you are changing lives with the work that you do, which makes it much more fulfilling because you can see the impact that you're having. percent. You know, one thing I will say, although your parents, you know, may have wanted you to be an engineer or a doctor, <laughs> you are a scientist. That's, that is for true, sure. True.
1: I definitely AB test a lot. You're
0: a problem def- solver. You're a scientist. Problem solving is just like with anything else. You start with a hypothesis and you, you go through this cycle of asking questions and so you are you are deemed a scientist in my eyes. I, I, I also want to that. point out that you mentioned Forbes and different publications that you have been in, but I want to tell you what's extremely powerful which you know, I, I have to give you accolades to you for that is that Your name is passed around dark social or just, you know, intimate conversations of people that you've helped. And that's even more powerful, I would say, than entrepreneur.com, Forbes, whatever. And so I found that you are a trusted person that actually delivers results. And that's why I reached out to you to be on here. So that's fantastic.
1: I appreciate that.
0: And I want more people to know about you authentically. And this is a great way to do it.
1: No, I appreciate that as well as things where, you know, I think for me personally, when I realized like my why, mm-hmm. that's when we're really looking to of change things for me, right? When I realized like, you know, if I, if I was to say pass away tomorrow, I'll only be known for like three things. I'll be known for the legacy I built, the influence on people's lives to change and that everything I do, I do with love and care. And ultimately, when I believe in, in, like, deep into my heart, my soul, that when my team is truly effectively selling and delivering our programs, we are serving the highest possible level. That's right. Your certain highest possible level.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your story and your everything with us today. And for everyone that's interested in connecting with Marcus, how can they reach you?
1: Awesome. A couple different super easy ways. Number one, head over to LinkedIn, look up Marcus Shan. Super easy. I'm using one of the top search results on there as well. And then number two, head over to my website, which is a sixfiguresalesacademy.com. That's spelled S-I-X for the six figure sales and it'll redirect to my website and you'll see there's free resources, there's free training, there's a, bunch of, a bunch of free stuff. I just give out, I give out like 90% of the stuff i, I put out there is a hundred percent free.
0: That's fantastic. Marcus, thank you so much for joining us today on Unpolished NBA. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. To hear more episodes or to request to become a guest, please visit unpolishedmba.com.